Welcome to this podcast previewing the 2007 Drum Corps International season. During these two episodes, we'll talk to seven Division I Drum Corps directors whose groups perform exclusively on Yamaha instruments. Also included is a special bonus interview with John McNamara from the Senators Drum and Bugle Corps based in the United Kingdom, who perform in the competitive European marching circuit. For more information on the Drum Corps International season, including the individual group's touring schedules, visit www.dci.org. Madison Scout's executive director, Jeff Spanos, may be new to the position, but he's no stranger to the Madison Scouts or to Yamaha. Hear Jeff's perspective on the first six months of the transition, along with his unique and interesting connection to Yamaha. Many changes in, in the land of Scouts. We've uh, gone through quite a transition organizationally, um, and in doing so, uh, have really kind of brought in uh, a nice diversity of, of of people, staff, volunteers. Uh, the goal was when, when, when the transition happened in, in the fall was to really try to retain and build off all the great things the Corps had been doing previous years. And that was my goal to come in and not try to come in and change things for change sake or say, I'm going to reinvent this. I just really try to build off the, the momentum and the positive energy the Corps has, has, been, has been doing. And, and, and in doing so, I, I've, I've got very lucky, I think, getting some really quality people uh, in place and surround myself with great people that are complementing um, the process and adding adding value to it. And uh, it, it, no doubt it's been a challenging uh, first couple months when, when the change happened and to try to, to, to build um, off of that. But uh, uh, things have been progressing very positively and uh, the re- we're seeing some really positive results with uh, both the organizational health and with what's going on with the core is great. When we started this process again, we pretty much had a clean slate, and uh, that's a scary thing in one in one avenue, and it's also exciting in another because you have really a clean palette. You can create whatever you want. And uh, the first person I, I I needed to get on board was uh, Matt Gregg as the program coordinator, who's been around the core for a long, long time and has understands a lot of dynamics of the core, and um, I think understands what what a what a mass and scout show should really entail. So him and I sat down and really started mapping out some of the elements that we wanted to create within the show and and in doing so talking about how to approach the design team and the staffing of instructions, instructional staff and and all those other variables. And really, um, it really became important to us to really try to have a nice diverse balance and mix of people. We didn't want to go um, all old school, all new school. We didn't want to have all just scouts or or non-scouts. We really felt like if we could create a nice balance and mixture uh, and that diversity would really yield some interesting things. Uh, and I feel like we've been successful doing that. Um, we have some people that represent, if you will, the old school. Um, we have some of the new schoolers, uh, people that are fresh off and kind of up and coming. Um, we have people that are, have been been scouts all their life uh, as performers and as teachers and, and, and as arrangers. And there's other people that have never, have no affiliation with the Corps. And this is a great kind of new beginning with all these different people coming together and so far, it's yielded some very, very interesting results. We've liked the direction of the design and the program. And, uh, you know, 
even taking into account the uh, the newness and the transition and some of the frustrations that you just have in growing pains, it's been a very, very positive and um, um, productive process. And I'm, I'm looking forward to building off that going forward. I was fortunate enough to um, land the internship. Uh, I, had just, I was just graduating college, University of Wisconsin at Whitewater, and, um, and I, was, I was able to get, the, I was offered the internship at Yamaha in 97. It was the summer of 97, and at the time, I'm not sure how it is now, but uh, Yamaha ran three internship programs, a fall, a spring, and a summer. And uh, the summer one was most attractive to me because, first of all, I was out of school, um, and it was gonna, I was going to be doing the things that I, was, I had the most knowledge about, and that was the, um, the drum corps market and the marching, the marching products. Uh, when I originally started uh, uh, as the intern, um, I was, this was when in, in Grand Rapids, when, both, when everything was in Grand Rapids music-related, meaning um, the, the concert and electronic percussion was one division, and then the concert and marching was the other, and I was kind of an intern for both of those product lines, so to speak. Um, uh, an interesting thing happened about a month into my internship where um, one of the gentlemen who was running that department left and it created a, a huge gap in, in um, that job, in that position. And I don't know if it was my just total eagerness and kind of uh, assertive attitude or approach, but I was, I was very excited about being a Yama. It was an incredibly positive experience for me um, on so many levels. And so I was offered to more or less be that 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 um, that position for a contract period, a, a way to kind of like throw me into the deep end, see how I'm going to swim, and then uh, and make sure that the drum corps are getting serviced and, and, and there's good representation there. Uh, I had a phenomenal time at Yamaha. It was just an incredible experience. I, I met so many great people there um, that I learned a lot of great things from, uh, both about business and and and. and in, in the music industry and, and even corporate politics, you know, it was a great learning experience. Um, and, and to this day, I feel like I, the people I met at Yamaha over 10 years ago are still people that are great friends of mine that I keep in contact with or, you know, that I, I like to see every once in a while. Our show, like I said earlier, you know, new team, new design team, new process. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that, again, we, we try to do as a team, as a staff, is, is identify, um, because with any new team, there's going to be new ideas, and that's excellent. But what we didn't want to do is lose what we felt was, was Madison. What is Madison? We tried to define what those elements are, connection, entertainment, performance, and, and, and make sure that whatever, whatever design idea we had, that we were capturing some of those essential elements that, that define a Madison Scouts show. Now, the reality is that everybody has a different definition of what a Madison Scouts show should entail and what that means. But there are some commonalities, um, and so we really want to try to build uh, the concept and the approach around that. And we got some great, great designers in, uh, very diverse thinking, and we really challenged ourselves as a design team to, to not um, just design a show with how we're, we, we've been known to design a show, which is kind of putting the musical program first and designing the visual around it. And that just doesn't work in today's drum corps standards. You have to really... Um, designed visually and musically together, and sometimes letting the musical thread take the lead, sometimes the visual thread will take the lead. So we really were, tried to stick to that concept and format. And our whole show concept is based off of uh, the, the, the concept of being unbound, and that, that's the show title is Unbound. And we're, what we're doing is we have a very diverse selection of music. And um, using 
the, the, the theme and idea of a boundary in different ways, both visually and musically throughout the show. In addition, kind of tying in the fleur-de-lis, which has been a traditional visual, visual kind of um, um, aspect of our show, um, and obviously our, our, our logo and our motto, it's all very tied into what, what we're about. Try to use that and play against that a little bit, both visually, using, using boundaries throughout the show, visually. Um, for many, many years, uh, the Corps has been known for coming on the, on the field and doing a company front and then marching across the field and then forming a fleur-de-lis. I think we're really excited about kind of playing with those expectations on both ends of the, of the spectrum, people that expect it, people that are sick of it. And we're going to play with that a little bit as we start our show. The staff, the members um, are very excited about where the show is going. Uh, we just had an open house performance about two or three weeks ago and had a, just a tremendous turnout, great performance, and it was just to really get people a taste of what, where we're going musically. Um, and we got great feedback on that so far. So the show, the show has been exciting to see progress and develop, um, even with taking into account, like I said, the organizational transition we're in and all the newness of the staff and design team. Uh, it's been very, very positive and very fun to see that evolve. People can find out more information about the Madison Scouts, um, our tour schedule, audition information. Um, we have our, all of our promotional products online on the store, how to volunteer, um, all that stuff is all at our website, which is www.madisonscouts.org. And our website is a continual kind of work in progress. We're working on updating that continually and, and, and getting that to be a really strong vehicle for us. But as we're developing that, that's still a great, the best place to go and get information and keep up to date with what's going on. One of the biggest changes during the offseason was the move by the Crossman Drum and Bugle Corps from the East Coast to San Antonio, Texas. In his first year as Crossman Director, Mark Chambers discusses the move to Texas and what to look for this season from the Crossman. You know, we've been operating out of Reagan High School and they've been really great and helpful to us. And I'm actually employed there as well, but I'm going to be leaving, so it's been it's been um, working with what the new staff is going to be, as well as myself, and using some wonderful facilities, and the community has been really helpful. So it's, it's going, I think, considering what the Corps is going through and how long distance this is, things are going very well. Um, the community has received the Corps extremely well. Um, in particular, we're um, kind of our host uh, for the community is, is the school district, a large school district here in the north central part of the of the city and the superintendent of that school district dr richard middleton and the school board and then all of the uh helpers with the schools there's six high schools involved in that community and um they've all been extremely helpful in terms of helping us do some sewing we're making some changes to the uniform and providing facilities our spring training is going to be at a large athletic complex owned by that school district. It's the Northeast Independent School District, by the way. And uh, it's a 10,000-person stadium, two beautiful soccer fields, uh, basketball arena, showers, all those kinds of things. And so it's been pretty overwhelming what all everyone is providing the core. And you got to remember in Texas, um, 
swim corps is maybe not as well known of an activity. We've had to do a little bit of educating with our community and and uh, we've uh, gone to a, a group here called The Fund. It's a, it's a fine arts group in San Antonio to kind of talk to them about what the core is. But all in all, everyone's really received it really well and embraced it and provided. Um, we've had a lot of, commu- a lot of volunteers come out because if you know the volunteer base has been up in the Pennsylvania area, so we've had to, um, and they they've been great. We've actually had a lot of them come down as well, but we've had a lot of local people just come out and volunteer, and um, they're usually people that are connected with local high schools, but they've been pretty amazing. So it's been it's been pretty good. We had in November an experience camp, which was really an invitation to everyone who wanted to explore what the crossmen were about and explore drum corps in general. And of course, we picked up all these ideas and procedures from our, our parent group, YEA. Um, and uh, YEA kind of or- has been organizing all of that for us. And we had 400 people come to the first experience camp here in San Antonio. And um, it was just a real variety of people that came. We had some of the vets come back, actually, uh, that marched the Corps that are from all over the place, mostly the northeast part of the country. And then we had a lot of Texas kids show up. I would say, um, and from that point on, you know, we we um, invited more people back, and then we selected a few more, and and we've had smaller groups come each time. The Corps has been selected really pretty much since the January, February camps. The makeup of the Corps is um, about, we have about 35 to 40 returning veteran members that are from mostly the northeast part of the country. And we have two from Japan. We have one from England. And the rest of the Corps is from Texas. I think it's about 80 to 90 kids from Texas. Um, It's a real diverse mix here. It's kind of cool. The group that's coming from outside of Texas, which are mostly veterans, are older mostly college age and they're a little more experienced um and the texas kids are either seniors in high schools mostly mostly or um you know early years of college and most of those are rookies so we have um probably what you would consider a young core and um, just a real mixture of where they're from and a real mix of cultures and ideas but it's been um it's been remarkable how great the vets have been, and uh, our drum majors, uh, which is uh, Jarrett Whitman, and then we have Jarrett and Garrett for drum majors, and uh, they both have been really instrumental in helping kind of keep the traditions alive, but at the same time, um, you know, we're in Texas now with a large group of Texas kids, so it's, it's um, kind of a mix of age. The drum line is pretty much older, and the brass are a little bit younger, and the guard is somewhere in between. So <laughs> that's what we have going. Uh, the support from the alumni has been great. I think early, early on, people were a little bit tentative and uh, maybe a little um, apprehensive about what this was going to mean and what was going to change and what would not change. And we, you know, really wanted to keep... We, we feel very fortunate to... Um, have been given the opportunity by George Hopkins to, you know, to receive the Crossman here in Texas. And Texas is, you know, I've received, gosh, 
tons of communication, especially from people in Texas who were so excited about the core. But what we really wanted to do was not start over. We didn't want to start with a brand new core. We wanted to take something that had this great tradition and really was already, you know, had things going and just maybe, uh, you know, build upon it and put maybe our our touch on it and um, improve where it might need improvement and keep the same what, you know, what was working well. And what we found was, and we heard this actually, the alumni base was strong, the support for the court was strong, and anybody that knows the Crossman knows that they have quite the following, both from alumni and from just, you know, people all over the country. Um, Rick Reedy, who's the president of the Alumni Association, called me immediately. And from that point on, it's just been, uh, it's been great. The, uh, last year's core director, Scott Litzenberg, man, he's on board and he's been so supportive. And so I don't really think that we could have found a more supportive group of people that are really ready to work a lot. Like I mentioned earlier, many of those folks have flown down here and, um, have helped and, or even to this day, when we put out a call for volunteers, we go through the Alumni Association, which is based up in, in Pennsylvania, but they still send out emails, and they're still actually coordinating our volunteer base. Well, um, our emphasis is on or putting together a creative production. Um, the production is called metamorphosis, and the meaning of that term is, you know, changing, evolving. And we're using as a basis to that symphonic metamorphosis, the piece of music by Hindemith. But you'll find a really, um, the musical package you'll find incorporates lots of themes from the past of the Crossman, which are kind of synonymous with Crossman, i.e. Birdland, um, Russian Christmas, First Circle, some things that the Crossman have done in the past that people have really embraced. But you'll also see as the production goes on, a metamorphosis, if you will, into what we think will become kind of the Crossman production and over the years. And that is a musical and visual package that's really coordinated and that um, is got some creative touches to it that are kind of unique and different. And um, I know everybody on board seems really excited, and we have a real diverse group of people on board. We have pretty much a brass staff from Texas that are teachers throughout the state, and we have a visual staff um, that pretty much come from Crossman past, YEA past, and a lot of them are cadets. Mark Sylvester heading that up, writing the drill. Uh, Daryl Pemberton is our visual caption head. And so it's, it's, it's a real, like I mentioned earlier, mix of cultures and ideas. And um, the balance, I think, or the, the key to that is balancing it and making them, uh, you know, learn from each other. And that's going pretty well so far. So I think the program will be exciting, and I think people will like it. And um, there will be a little bit of everything in there for, for all kinds of ideas about, you know, uh, all kinds of tastes and likes, I'll put it that way. If you want to explore information or find out stuff about the Crossman, you can go to www.yea.org. And on that website, you will find a link to the Crossman. And when you take that link, it gives you lots of options about um, camps and staff. And uh, there's always write-ups that there'll be a, a press release coming out here in the next couple of days about this camp and what we're doing. And that's a good place to go for information.
Coming off two of the most successful competitive seasons in the Bluecoats history, Corps director David Glasgow embarked on an ambitious project to rebrand the look and image of the Bluecoats. With a 2007 program titled Criminal, the Bluecoats will continue to refine their look and sound while maintaining the important Bluecoats traditions. Uh, this is a project that we had decided to take on in February of last year. Uh, and so actually it was about a year, almost a year and a half in the making. And what we decided to do is, is we decided to give our, our entire brand identity or brand image a total overhaul because we had an opportunity to uh, change several things as it relates to that. And we thought this would now be the, the great, you know, a great time to, to finally do it. Because for a long time, even though there's, there was really nothing, I, I would say, that was bad about the brand image we had before, we didn't felt, feel, well, we felt that it didn't quite accurately uh, portray you know, what we were on the field and, and what our our identity had kind of become. I think I think it was a little bit old-fashioned, and we wanted something that was a little bit more modern, a little bit more sophisticated that we felt, you know, really really was very cl much closer to the product that we put out on the field. So that's why there's darker colors uh, with a more modern look, and, and that'll carry over from, from our logo to our website, to our color scheme, to our, our trailers this summer, even to the course uniform, which I think is, when, when people see it, when we release it, everyone will see that it's a little bit darker and a little bit more modern and uh, sophisticated of a look. So we're really excited about it. Uh, it's, you know, we're going to continue to it's going to continue to evolve a little bit over the course of the next you know several months or so. But um, I think as as we release more and more things, I think everyone's really going to get excited about some of the stuff that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we we certainly in the last couple of years have had our you know the most successful seasons in our history. And most of it is because, you know, we, I mean, I really believe several years ago, you know, even as far back as 2000, we, the, the organization made, made a commitment to the fact that we're going to compete, we're going, and, and we're going to strive for excellence in everything we do. And we're also going to take a consistent approach, meaning a consistent, a consistent staffing, both administratively and instructional and, and from a design standpoint. And I think that's been the biggest key for us is that we've been able to maintain a lot of consistency and, and keep you know, and while tweaking, you know, tweaking the people that we have and the things that we do enough to to improve those things without making wholesale changes. And, you know, basically, you know, once we find something that works, we stick with it, and then what doesn't work, we change until it does work. And then, uh, you know, that's how we've kind of kept getting better. So, again, it's consistency and, you know, just striving to get just a little bit better at everything we do every year. Well, uh, it you know, like our rebranding effort, it's definitely going to be a, a different blue coats on the field this summer, uh, both in terms of the look of the core and in terms of the sound of the core. We're going for a little bit more of an aggressive uh, program, something that really goes for the jugular in terms of bringing, you know, the fans out of their seats and, and really driving them to the edge. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot more. I think the show, as great as it's been the last couple of years, we just, you know, we've really enjoyed the programs that we put on. I think this one is going to be, really intense, really exciting, and, and our motto this year is, no more Mr. Nice Guy, and I think when everybody sees the show, I think that'll, that'll make sense. Yep, if you uh, are looking for any information about the Blue Coat, the best place to go is our website, which is www.bluecoats.com.
special guest to the Drum Corps Preview podcast this year, John McNamara from the Senator's Drum and Bugle Corps has been a very vocal supporter of the marching activity in Europe, along with Yamaha brass and percussion. Based in the United Kingdom, the Senators have a strong tradition of music education involvement and marching excellence. Hi, this is Troy, and we're here at WGI talking to John McNamara from the Senators of uh, UK. Uh, hi, John. How you doing today? Hey, Troy. How are you? Very good. Now, the Senators over in the UK have been around for how long now? Um, the core, the Drum and Bugle Corps, started in 1984. Um, Joe Fitzpatrick um, started, he was the core director still, um, and has overseen it through all the 23 years that the corps has been. Um, and we've been very successful as a, as a Drum and Bugle Corps and won every title and every every possible um, competition that can be within the UK um, and now um, we're we moving and expanding into Europe um, and hopefully to, to bring the group over here so um, yeah 23 years basically. It's a long time and you guys not only have the drum corps but the indoor percussion uh, organization or circuit I guess you want group I guess you want to call it um, tell us a little bit about that organization and uh, what's happening with them um, the indoor percussion we, we actually call it the senators percussion ensemble um, it's uh, an offshoot of the senators it's run by the senators and uh, it's, it features the senators members and staff um, we started the ensemble um, in 2005 we'd been very kindly asked to appear at um, a clinic in the UK for the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester they do a very prestigious day of percussion in Manchester um, and some of the patrons they had seen the, the Drum and Bugle Corps and asked us if we'd fancy doing something for them. The year previously we'd actually been and we did a clinic, um, we played as a drum line with uh, Jim Kilpatrick, the famous uh, world pipe band drummer. Um, so this was a chance for us to do our own clinic and do our own thing. And um, so we, we basically we knew about indoor percussion, and for us it was a way for us to kind of put our toe in the water and just see what indoor percussion was, but specifically for a clinic. Um, uh, was there in this box here? For, <laughs> for, for the Royal Northern College of Music. Sure, sure. Now, uh, you guys are trying to bring the group over here in 2008, that's correct? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. We've had a bit of a three year program. We started off in 2005, we just did a performance ensemble 2006. Um, we did um, a competitive ensemble which we were all inside uh, we did everything ourselves and we competed on um, a Dutch circuit called the Kullergaard Netherlands CGN uh, they're running indoor percussion competitions there's no indoor percussion um, circuit in the UK as yet but that's getting kind of close to happening now so we competed in CGN in 2006 and was successful with that we did um, another indoor percussion um, show this year 2007 um, which was very very successful and, um, and the aim is now to bring the unit up in 2008. Can you tell us a little about the state of music education, the state of percussion over there, and, and what you guys are doing to help support that act, uh, initiative? I mean, from our point of view, it's such a totally different um, activity to what it is in the United States. Um, you have music education over here at part of school, and we have no formal music education. There's some schools in the UK have some kind of music education, but it's very low key. Um, the, the money that comes into the education side of it in the UK now is, is pushed towards um, the actual arts more than than the actual music side of things. So um, there's now specialist sports colleges, the specialist um, maths colleges, English colleges, but there's no 
your specific music colleges. So we're, we're really taking kids in and, and educating them ourselves. And we have members in, in the indoor drum line from 13 years up, which are fantastic. They can play four marimba techniques um, and they're learning and they're, we're educating them ourselves. So. Um, the clinic side of it is kind of important for us because we're, we're taking it into the schools as crazy as it is. We're, we're, we're doing hope what they should be doing. So um, we're really trying to push the boundaries on the back of that whilst learn ourselves because obviously we've kind of no formal music education ourselves. So this is a continual learning process and part of the reason why we visit WGI or deal with some of the people that we deal with over here. So you've been with Yamaha now for a couple of years. Tell us about the experience with Yamaha and uh, and how things are going with that. I mean, Yamaha is absolutely fantastic for us. Um, we've used Yamaha um, and been supported by Yamaha since 2005. Um, it basically, we spent a couple of years previous to that um, speaking with the UK arm um, as they were setting things up. Um, and the marching side of it up. Um, we did um, some meetings in Frankfurt, the Music Messer. Um, we'd gone to Yamaha do their own expos, which we'd been to and explained a little bit more about that. And when um, they came on board, it's, it's been a fantastic experience for us now. Um, the instruments that we play are, are superb um, and the, the quality, and this is the biggest single thing for us now, we've had other instruments now that after sort of 12, 18 months, two years, we're kind of needing to hit the spares department all over the place and and our drums are as new and that's what's been the best thing we look after the instruments but the instruments are so well made they sound great uh, the members love playing on them so it's, it's it's really really helped the overall sound of what we do and we have a full complement of everything yamaha so we use the keyboards as well as the matching percussion as well as the brass as well so um we're really really happy with yamaha and we're really happy with where we're going with that as well so it, it's a good team for us where do you see the organization going? Um, for us, the, the big thing within Europe, obviously, it's, it's a different animal to what it is in the United States. Um, <laughs> the marching side of it, the actual march percussion side of it, is, is something that's going to really expand, we think. <laughs> We've talked to so many people even over here and said it's easier to start an indoor percussion unit than it would be to start a full drum and bugle corps. So we, we see a massive um, upsurge within the indoor percussion side of it because you can utilise different members, you can bring people in, we can add electronic percussion. Um, there's so much more scope in what we can do with regards to that. Um, as regards to the core, um, we, we're still moving on the back of that. Um, things are going really, really well with that. We compete um, within DC. UK, which is Drunko United Kingdom, but also DCE, which is Drunko Europe, um, and we then get a chance now to compete against all the European cores, um, which is great, and um, we're going to continue to do that um, and try and bring innovative shows to the, the marketplace. Um, the big thing that we've noticed from indoor percussion, and which we're going to really kind of push through within the core, is the performance aspect, um, and we're really now sitting down when we're picking shows and when we're we're programming the shows now that. Um, um, the, 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 the actual members get a chance to perform the show rather than just doing something that they're told to do and doing very self-serving music. We want it to be accessible music, we want it to be music that they can get a chance to interact with the, the audience and the adjudicators alike. So um, we're kind of having a fun time with that. Um, and the show that we're playing this year for the course show is 90% is original. So, um, but
but we've got some really kind of memorable parts in it, so it's, it's going to be fun. Where can people find out more about your organisation? Um, we have our website, um, which is www.senators.org.uk, and that's S-E-N-A-T-O-R-S, -E Senators. Um, and it's a successful website. We have um, plenty about what the core's up to, what we're doing, who we are. Um, it's really tailor-made because it's, it's kind of a two-pronged website. We do a lot of, as you say, clinic performances and, and also performance opportunities. One of the things which kind of spawned um, the, the MRR thing with us was in 2005, we got a chance to perform with Gwen Stefani. Um, she did a five-day tour of the UK performing Hollaback Girl and they were going to bring the marching band from America over and logistically it just wasn't going to work. So at the last minute we got a call saying would we be available um, and we did and it ended up being kind of a week of as some of our members said, living the dream, it was fantastic. So, and from that, we've actually spawned quite a few performance opportunities. We've performed with Will Smith um, when he was in the UK. Um, there's a pop group called Keen uh, in the UK, and was on a video. Yamaha artist, by the way. Fantastic, there you go. Um, Keen, yes, they, we, we performed on their video for This Is The Last Time. Um, and we've done um, all sorts of different performances from, um, uh, we, we've opened um, shows, we've, we've played at, um, uh, high-profile marketing events so it's really given us a chance just to, to give the members something different and that's what we really try and do all the time it's not just about the nine and a half minutes or ten minutes that they do it's we try and give them a full year-round experience um, and and they kind of love it so it's good it works really well all of us at Yamaha certainly appreciate uh, all your efforts in representing uh, our company so well. But most importantly, we appreciate everything you do for just supporting music education in, in the UK and, and around the world. So thank you very much, and I guess we'll see you next year. Uh, you will hopefully see everybody over next year, but as, from our point of view, we'd like to thank Yamaha for everything that you do for us. It's great. The people over here are great. Um, and, and we really feel part of the family. So thank you very much, Charlie. You're welcome.